Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Sports Today. Welcome back to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Sports Today. Joe Galina and George Kurtz in for Dan Trafford and Mike Blewett. But we got Sean Engel with us, producing our show, keeping us flying straight. Hour number three. And uh, we were talking, uh, we're talking fantasy baseball all day. It's awesome. Uh, a lot of drafts going on this weekend at the NFBC, Tout Wars, lots of top names in the industry drafting. And uh, we were just talking a uh, little Toronto Blue Jays. A uh, lot of meh on this team. <laughs> but uh, talk uh, about uh, who's going to be the uh, the closer. Is Ken, G- Ken Giles having a tough spring? Uh, but the, the uh, Blue Jays had also signed Bud Norris uh, to a minor league deal. Uh, Norris has some closing experience. Uh, who do you think is going to end up uh, starting as the closer to start the season? The well, it'll be Giles. Uh, he's out right now because he slept on his shoulder wrong. All right, so mm-hmm. uh, that's, that shouldn't last long. And then he also missed some days because he had the flu. So he's, mm-hmm. he's a little bit behind, but he's still got time. He'll be the closer for the, uh, the Blue Jays. I think he'll be fine. You know, he, listen, the man has good stuff. It's more in his head that he has some issues. And obviously mm-hmm. he had uh, that uh, – he thought A.J. Hinch and Angel Hernandez weren't getting along. Well, Hinch and Giles didn't get along either as Giles was upset mm-hmm. about being pulled from some games, even though he, it was justly deserved. I love when people, uh, players argue about being pulled. When you get up 19 runs in, with one out, buddy, why are you arguing? Be thrilled to get the hell out of there. You know, you suck. Uh, this didn't work out with the Astros. You know, he's had problems with the Yankee against the Yankees as well. But uh, I think as a closer, he's that that second tier closer. You know, a guy that should be fairly secure in the job, but you know, things could go wrong. He's also not going to get a ton of saves because the team's bad. You know, we're saying their players mm-hmm. are bleh. That means their team's not very good. But he's still somebody you can be okay grabbing <laughs> round twelve, round thirteen. If he lasts that long, to get 25, 30 saves. Uh, the ERA whip might be over. The ERA might be over three. The whip could easily be above one point two. But that's for a reliever. That's not going to hurt you all that much. You'll be okay. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what are we thinking about that seventy-four and a half over under on this team? Uh, you know, not much to, to love out of that uh, starting rotation either. So, seventy-four and a half. I mean, uh, I think it could go lower. I think go lower as well. I mean, you mentioned the rotation. Stroman, Sanchez, Schumacher, uh, Richard, Clay Buckholtz. Pretty much is your rotation there. I think they might make some more trades. I think that's that's what you have to realize. I think think they would pretty much trade anything that's not nailed down, you know, for further uh, prospects, things like that. Stroman could go. 
We've heard his name mentioned quite a few times, and now you're throwing who's mm-hmm. going to pitch now? Ryan Berkey, Sean Reed Foley. <laughs> I mean, ugh. I mean, it's not going to get any better. They have any top prospects coming on here that they're going to pick this team up here. So I'll go under as well. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so we're going under on the Blue Jays, and now we're going to move to the team which has the lowest uh, over under total in baseball. We're talking uh, Baltimore Orioles, uh, 47 and 115 last season. However, uh, Vegas Insider thinks that they're going to be uh, 12 and a half games better than that this season. 59 and a half win total for the Orioles is there, George. Good luck with that. I mean, uh, <laughs> boy, this this a bad team. Bad team. I mean, Chris Davis at this point, Chris with a C, is he's a sunk cost. I mean, just they mm-hmm. they were just, just releasing. He's striking out left and right in spring training. Just move on. Villar, John the Villar, I like it. Second base. I think he has a, a nice rebound. He's stealing some bases. Once again, a guy mm-hmm. I'd love to get as my second baseman later on, around nine, round nine, round ten. But he's going earlier because once again, I'm not the only person who's Stole thinking bases. this. Yeah, they're uh, drafting him. Yes. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, the out pass on the rest of the infield. Uh, Mancini, Cedric Mullins, Austin Hayes. Austin Hayes has some value. Young ball player. Could come and do some damage. Have an awesome spring. He is. But spring, spring yeah. numbers, I generally don't care about them. But uh, mm-hmm. once again, that's someone I'm targeting. If I end up with him as my fourth or fifth outfielder, that's fine. But uh, not someone mm-hmm. I'm dying to get here as far as Austin Hayes is concerned. But he, there is some upside there, and I do like him. Young player, I think could hit well in Camden Yards, so things may go well for him. You know, Trumbo, no, I'll pass. Maybe he, some home runs, maybe he does. But he's always hurt now, too. Mancini and Mullins. Ugh. I mean, it's just not much here and on the offense. It's just not much you here know on who, offense uh, for me. It treats me the most. Chance Cisco, uh, and I know you don't. And I'm with you in terms of you know for uh, you know when I look at spring numbers, I, the, the pitching uh, stats kind of uh, intrigue me more, or you know, I pay more attention to them. But then again, you know, it's early in the spring, uh, a lot of these pitchers don't uh, throw their full complement of stuff until later. But uh, when you look at Chance Cisco, uh, good minor league numbers, uh, having a, a, a good spring. Uh, four home runs so far, batting 333, with there being nothing out there <laughs> at the catcher position that we just discussed a few minutes ago. You know, he's someone that I, you know, in a deeper league, you know, I I might take a chance. Definitely in a two keep a two uh, catcher league, uh, he's definitely viable and and not being even looked at. Well, that's the key. In a one catcher league, I want nothing to do with him. You look at his numbers right. throughout his career. What categories is he going to help you in? In the minor leagues, his highest home run total was seven. Uh, I guess nine, <laughs> if you want to count the uh, the time he spent in the uh, with the Orioles, RBI is nothing special there. He doesn't, of course, he's a catcher. He's not going to run, and even his batting average, generally, it doesn't look like it's going to be anything special here. In a two catcher league, let's face it, you know anybody who's wearing those t- tools of ignorance has value because you have they all have to be drafted here. He's a starting catcher here, but in a one catcher league, uh, no, I think you could do better here. I don't see there being a whole lot of upside here. I just don't. Even though I love the name, he's got two names I just love: Chance Cisco. Can make a lot of I can have a lot of fun with that name. So I uh, love yeah. the name, but uh, I don't have much interest in him in a one-catcher league. In a two-catcher league, I'll say it again, every catcher has value in a two-catcher league. 
Yeah, because you know he's going to get at bats. But uh, you, you're right in a one catcher league. No, but uh, I've been playing in in a lot of uh, two catcher leagues, and I think he definitely has value there. And you know, when you look at his minor league numbers, you know, uh, three oh six lifetime batting average, three eighty six on base percentage, uh, and a four twenty slugging. So uh, you know, he, he might be able to help you a, a, little, a little something. So uh, definitely in a in a two catcher league. Um, Right there. So uh, we mentioned Austin Hayes. Uh, what about uh, Cedric Mullins? Center field is his job to lose, and he's doing his best to lose it with that uh, 152 batting average uh, in spring training. A little power, a little speed potential. Uh, and another guy just to keep on your radar, who knows, a prospect to watch, Yuzniel Diaz. Uh, he was uh, sent back from the Dodgers in the Manny Machado trade last season. So he's got some potential. I mean, uh, I would think with how bad this team is going to be, uh, probably going to see uh, the Orioles, you know, test out uh, every player that they can give them some, you know, if, if something's not working out, I think it's, they're going to easily call up some, uh, any uh, prospects that they have just to know what they have in, in this rebuilding process. But uh, you mentioned Chris Davis, uh, and he just gets worse every year when you look at Chris Davis. I mean, his, his average was uh, under 200, and it's gone down uh, like three straight years. So, and, and they paid him a lot of money, George. They paid him a lot of money. Yeah, they were pretty much bidding against themselves though when they uh, paid him, and he's way. It's a sunk cost. It's just a sunk cost. Mm-hmm. He's not going to get any better. You know, the, mm-hmm. I guess if they were a better team, you you move on. You know, you do what the Yankees mm-hmm. do, do it elsewhere, just bury him on a deal. But just they're a poor team anyway. I guess you could just keep running him out there. Bet at one sixty eight last year, Joe. One sixty eight. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's pathetic. You know, it wasn't like he came with a lot of home runs. Sixteen home runs, forty nine RBIs. Yippee. You know, uh, he's. Just, you could live with the bad average when he was hitting 40 home runs. But now with this, I mean, it, I said sunk cost, you, you need to move on here. You just do. Uh, I think the problem with the Orioles is this. In this day and age of baseball, this, this team is going to be bad. You'd like to use this year and next year, maybe the next five years, to uh, test out your young prospects, right? Let them play at the major league level, learn up here. But teams don't do that because you don't want to lose that control. So you're not going to see mm-hmm. uh, any of these guys, at least until uh, what the Super 2 uh, date goes away. And we never really know when that date mm-hmm. is because it goes on, on by how many players are called up. Generally, at some point in May. So I think that's when the Orioles could start to bring up some of these guys. Uh, like I said, let them learn up here. Let them play up here uh, to see what they can do here. But you're not going to see them early on as far as you mentioned Diaz, Mount Castle, guys like this. Uh, to let them mm-hmm. uh, learn up here. But they should. But let's face it, if you want any fans coming to Camden, at least any Oriole fans, because Camden will store, mm-hmm. you know, Red Sox fans will come down. Yankee fans will come down. Yankee fans. Beautiful ballpark. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've gone down. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful ballpark. I love watching games. They get great seats and great great sight lines, and it's a beautiful park. But other than that, you know, uh, they're not going to get too many Oriole fans there. Uh, so, But calling up your youngsters, your top youngsters, does uh, tend to get some juice in, uh, you know, throughout the fan base. Everybody loves the new toy. Mm-hmm. What do you think of that 59 and a half uh, over under? I know that they won. Oh, under. I'm going way under year. here. Yeah. Under, under, yeah. under, under, under. Yeah. Do you think that they could, uh, do you think they're going to be a little bit better than that uh, 47 win total? For, they have to How? be, right? I mean, that, uh, just a little bit. Let's say 50. <laughs> uh, but I agree. The 59 and a half, I'm taking it under. Yes, I agree with you whole, wholeheartedly on that one. Uh, who's going to close I mean, for them? Uh, and uh, what does a closer uh, on that team get? Like 15 saves? 
Uh, is it uh, Michael Givens? Well, He's having a rough spring. Still, every closer has value because 15 saves yeah. is 15 saves. So Absolutely, they, they, yeah. they still have value. But this is the definition of a closer who's not going to last the entire season. Right? I mean, it, it doesn't matter. Right now, it is Michael Givens who's not having a good spring at all. And he's been right. lousy in, in the spring. He's Even if he starts at the closer, which I am certainly not guaranteeing right now, this could easily be changed in the next 12 days. Uh, Miguel mm-hmm. Castro, I think, is next in line. He'd be my guest for next in line. But uh, right now it's Mikael Givens. He's the guy you take, at, you, you take at the end of your draft. Yeah, you're in round 23, fine. Take Givens. He'll give you a couple saves before he gets replaced. Uh, but that'll be it. And uh, this is uh, ordinarily I might tell you, you know, hey, grab Castro late. You last reserve pick because he'll close eventually. <laughs> but you just said it. Mm-hmm. What's the upside here? Even if Castro gets the job, he's probably not getting enough saves to really make it worth even that. Unless unless you really need one, two, three saves. You know, so I wouldn't take Castro late either. Not especially since we we don't know for sure that he'll be the next closer in line here. I think Givens' as best case scenario is that he figures things out over the next ten days and does start the season as the closer, but he certainly won't mm-hmm. end it. So we're done with the AL East. Uh, how do you think this this uh, division pans out? Do you think it's gonna? Who do you think wins the division? I mean, obviously it's a two horse race here. Not obviously, but let's let's face it. Everything breaks correctly. Uh, it's going to be between the Red Sox and Yankees again. Uh, so, you know, just give me your your quick take on what's going to go on in the AL East. Well, once again, I uh, this whole year is being going to be played out just to see who wins the American League East. The other team gets the wild card, so it's being played out to see who has to play the one game play in. You know, between mm-hmm. the Red Sox and the Yankees, I got to give the edge to the Yankees right now, mainly because the bullpen. Both teams can hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Sox have an edge in the rotation, but the Yankees can get by with what they have in the offense. I think the bullpen could come back to hurt the Sox eventually, but these both of these teams are going to win over 100 games. I expect again. Uh, I don't know if this, I don't know if any, either one's going to do 108. You know, I can see either being the low 100s, 101, 102. I'll give the edge to the Yankees. I think they're the better overall team. But you know, you throw in another injury or two to that rotation. You know, Sabathia is out. Mid, uh, eight, mid to late April, Severino, May 1st. Mm. Paxton, history says he doesn't last all year long. You know, Tanaka's elbow is hanging by a string, apparently. So, uh, you know, the Yankees could suffer some further problems here. We've been saying that for several years, right? Since, about several years, right? That, that's a pretty damn strong <laughs> string. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, all right, so it should be an interesting year in the AL East. Why don't we move over to the AL Central? And uh, Indians uh, finished the season last year. They uh, won the division by a healthy margin by 13 games. They were 91 and 71. Uh, and their over-under number is 91 again. So, uh, like we, we kind of uh, talked about this real quick earlier. Twins uh, seem to be closing the gap. But when you look at the Indians, you know, fantasy-wise, I mean, Jose Ramirez, he's an automatic to me. Power, speed, you know. I know he regressed a little bit in the second half, but for me, he's an he's an automatic. If I have an opportunity to draft him, I will. Uh, a lot of concern earlier uh, in the spring about Francisco Lindor, uh, but uh, looks like he's getting closer to seeing uh, game action. Uh, played in a minor league game, not running at full speed yet, but uh, it's looking up for him. Uh, but then you look at their outfield. Oh, it's kind of ugly there, George. Uh, Jordan Luplau, uh, Leonis Martin, Tyler Naquin. Uh, you know, I, I like uh, Greg Allen, like I mentioned before, uh, in 25 spring at-bats. And I know, you know we don't put that much credibility into spring numbers, but uh, he finished the season kind of strong last year. Uh, Greg Allen did. And uh, he's batting 480 this spring with uh, 
two steals, cheap source of steals. Uh, who else could we talk about on this team? Uh, Jake Bowers, a little first base and outfield uh, eligibility. Carlos Santana. Why don't we start with uh, Francisco Lindor? At this stage, are you more comfortable drafting him, uh, knowing that you know things are moving forward? Doesn't look like there have been any setbacks to his injury so far. I think it's you can go either way here. Uh, am I more comfortable? Yes, I would say I'm more comfortable, but I probably still wouldn't. And what I mean by that is, originally he was supposed to miss maybe the first two to three weeks of the regular season. Now it looks like he won't. Okay. He'll be healthy. And he may even start the season on time. Maybe it's a game or two at most. I don't think he'll start the season on the DL. I'm sorry, the IL. Uh, I don't think he'll start the season on the IL. So I, and obviously that's good. Uh, so I think he's getting there. He's being uh, playing controlled scrimmages. One's going to keep that calf healthy. My issue is this. Even with the, when we thought he was going to be out two to three weeks, he was still being drafted at the end of the first round. But mm-hmm. part of his value is that he steals bases. What if the Indians say, yep. you know what, we're going to protect the calf. So at the very least, he's not stealing bases in April. Maybe not May, before they let him run loose again when he proves he's fully healthy later on this summer. Or maybe they say the whole season, let's calm this down. You know, make sure we have him for the full year. We don't want to lose him for another two months. So I'm worried about that. And that's, that's a big part of his value there. He's not going to steal bases there. So that's why I'm hesitant. I won't have him. Of course, to me, he would probably have to fall around later. End of the second round, they'd be more comfortable in drafting him, and he won't fall that long. So while it's certainly good news and everything points to the fact that he is going to be healthy for opening day, I'm not taking him for that reason. I just don't trust the injury. I don't like drafting players who are hurt already. I, I just It scares me, Joe. I like, I'm like i a conservative mm-hmm. drafter. I want to know that the player I'm drafting, is going to, as of right now, is going to play all season, and I should be good. And with uh, Francisco Lindor, I just don't know he's going, if he's going to give me what I need him to give me for my, for my first round pick. I can't do it. You and I are alike in that way. I'm a, kind of a conservative drafter. And, uh, you know, I'm with you in terms of, uh, I mean, there are definitely other options that you could have uh, than taking uh, selecting a player, no matter how good their upside could be, uh, if there's a chance that they could be injured themselves. All right, when we come back, we'll continue talking uh, AL Central, Fantasy Sports Today, Joe Galina and George Kurtz. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Welcome back. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Sports Today. Joe Galina and George Kurtz. Filling in for Dan Trafford and Mike Blewett. You can follow me at Joe Galina. Follow George Kurtz at George Kurtz. Pretty simple, right? Got Sean Engel producing our show. And uh, we... Uh, we're talking a little Cleveland Indians baseball. Uh, we... Uh, Preview the AL East, and we're into the AL Central. George, what happened to uh, Jason Kipnis? Guys, 
still only 31 years old. 18 home runs, 75 runs batted in last season, but second year where he batted uh, 230, previous year batted 232. Uh, What happened to this guy? I mean, what kind of value do you place on him in fantasy drafts, if any, this this season? I mean, the the 18 home runs, uh, you know, and and seven uh, stolen bases at the second base position, eh, maybe maybe he's a middle infielder, but that that batting average is going to suck the life out of your fantasy uh, team. Yeah, it's strange, right? Uh, he was once a top second baseman, somebody we wanted to have on our team, and now, yeah. well, now you don't. <laughs> you really, you really don't. But he was somebody who was giving you, hey, twenty home runs, steal fifteen bases, yeah, you know, give some power with a good average. Mm-hmm. He was a good player, and yes, I, do I know what happened? He meant he's only thirty-one. No, it's not old age yeah. because he's been bad for a couple of years now. Uh, he'll actually be 32 on April 3rd for those who keep track of such things. Uh, did he get old quick? Is that what just happened here? Is some places lost it? Was he trying to hit home runs too much? Is there an injury we didn't, we just never found out about? But he's not the same player. You mentioned the last two years he's averaging 231. That's a big mm-hmm. hit to average, and he's not giving you enough. Yes. He doesn't give you enough home runs. doesn't give you enough stolen base to offset that. So he's a, he's a right. middle infielder at best. At best. Mm-hmm. And I said, when I draft my middle infielders, uh, Joe, I'm, I'm usually looking to hit a category. What am I looking mm-hmm. to hit with uh, Kipnis here? I said, no, no real speed to speak of anymore. The average is, is hurting, and the power is okay, but not great. So he's not, not really somebody I'm looking for as a middle infielder. He'd be a reserve for me, uh, more of a desperation reserve. Okay, I'll take Kipnis, you know, because he's just I, – I, that average, I don't want him in my lineup. Average is hard to make up for once you start losing it. You know, the, generally mm-hmm. the average of fantasy, I think, is like 267. If he's bringing that down a couple of points, that's hard to bring up. Now you got to find someone who's going to bat 300. You know, and that's right. tough to find. Those plays are gone. You yeah. know, especially as the season moves on here. You know, again, it's July and August. It's hard to move your average up. So Kipnis is not someone on my radar. Shame. He was once a very good player, but he lost it quick. Yes. Yeah, he really did. Uh, anything else you like on this uh, uh, team offensive-wise? I mean, uh, Jake Bowers, interesting because he has uh, dual position eligibility at first base in the outfield. And as a first baseman, uh, one of those rare breeds that could give you, uh, you know, maybe a, a low double-digit uh, stolen base total. So he's interesting in that respect. Uh, what do you think about uh, Jake Bowers? Yeah, I, I have interest in Jake Bowers. I know in deeper leagues I've been trying, trying to trade for him, but unsuccessfully. But I've interest in Jake Bowers. Mm-hmm. I also like Carl Santana. Once again, Aaron's going to hurt mm-hmm. a little bit, uh, sort of in that Kipnis mode, but he'll have, have some extra power there. But I like Santana to rebound a little bit this year back home in Cleveland. Uh, obviously, we love Jose Ramirez. In my mind, as far as fantasy drafts are concerned, snake drafts, the drafts start at, at the fourth pick. Trout's going one, Betts mm-hmm. two, J-Ram three. So uh, the drafts, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's when drafts start, the fourth pick. We start to have our fun here. And Ramirez, of course, he gets second and third base eligibility in most leagues. You already talked about Greg Allen earlier, source of speed. You get latest, uh, later in your draft. Leonis Martin, somebody I don't mind grabbing as a last outfielder or a reserve outfielder. I think there is some upside here, some bounce back possibility. So I might take a look at him. Uh, Bradley Zimmer, if your league has IL slots, you want to throw him in there, grab him late and put him on the IL for later. I don't have an issue with that either. So, But as far as the outfield is concerned, it really is Greg Allen's the only guy I'm major looking at because I want those stolen bases. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about this uh, pitching staff? I mean, we have uh, Corey Kluber. Uh, by the way, I wanted to mention with Carlos Santana, uh, 
two things that I want to just note uh, is that the guy always gets off to a slow start. So you know, keep that in mind. Career batting average in the first half, 234. In the second half for his career, bats 262. Also, uh, especially valuable in leagues where uh, uh, one of the categories is on-base percentage as opposed to batting average. Uh, 363 career uh, on-base percentage. Wherever he's played, he's always been a good uh, OBP guy. But uh, as for their uh, pitching staff, Corey Kluber had been on the block, and who knows, he might still be. Uh, I, I guess if, if you look deep enough, the guy was 20-7, and 2.89 ERA, but if you look deep enough and you, you're looking for trouble, you might see some warning signs. You know, fastball, uh, you know, 93.1. Uh, now it's 92.4. It's a slight drop-off. Hard hit rate against of 36.6 last season. That's a career high. Uh, five straight seasons of 200 or more innings pitch. Maybe the kind of guy where you might want to jump off before, you know, the uh, you see a downfall in, in his numbers. Uh, you know, uh, he's over 30, George. <laughs> it's like, don't trust anyone over 30, right? 32 years old. So, uh, and also just the fact that the Indians were looking to move him. You know, uh, what do you think about Kluber this year? Uh, Kluber, the problem with him has always been he wears down as the season goes along. That's what's hurt the Indians in the playoffs because he hasn't been the Kluber mm-hmm. of April and May and October. I mean, it, it is it is what it is. It's not. This is not a surprise to anybody. We all know this is coming here. I love this rotation. I mean, this is why it's hard oh, not to pick Cleveland to win the American League Central. Kluver, right. Bauer, Carrasco, right. Clevenger, Bieber. I mean, my God, that's probably the best mm-hmm. one to five in baseball. You know, and that, that includes the Mets and Nationals here because once again they have a one to five. Uh, that's just it's just it's dynamite. So that's why in my mind Cleveland wins this division again because of this rotation. So uh, Kluver. I don't have him in any leagues. Uh, once again, another guy I'm not looking to avoid. And maybe I am subconsciously because I know he could be a problem in uh, late August, September during our fantasy playoffs or our fantasy run to the championship. He could be an issue as is, uh, at, you know, last couple of years have uh, proven. I'm not so much worried about the trade aspects here. I think they, they he was, certainly was on the block, but the Indians wanted a lot. They couldn't get it. I don't think he'll be traded in season unless the Indians were, were to fall apart, and none of us expect that. So I think he stays with the team here. So, so uh, I'm fine with Kluber. Once again, uh, top five starting pitcher, second round pick, no issues there. Trevor Bauer, another guy, not great, uh, only getting better. Yeah, he's quirky. He's quirky as all hell. He says a lot of weird <laughs> yeah. things, and uh, you know, he's a strange guy. But I don't care about that. I'm not mm-hmm. hanging out with the guy. Um, just, I just want him to pitch my fantasy team. Once again, an SP two. You can grab him in a, uh, a round or two later. Carrasco. Uh, I think Carrasco is very good as well. Maybe not quite as consistent as the other two yet, but I would probably draft him above Bauer. I know on, on the step chart he's listed at number three here, but I would draft him above Bauer. Probably late round two, round three as well there for Carrasco. Clevenger and Bieber just to fill it out. The only thing we're worried about Bieber is can he strike out enough people? Strike out eight the other day. I know it's a small, small sample sizes, but I think he's only going to get better as well. So I love this rotation. Yeah, I'm with you as well. I mean, uh, yeah, there are certain teams that uh, pile it on offensively. Uh, the Indians uh, pile it on with their starting pitching staff. Uh, could be uh, you know one of the top uh, what three in baseball when you look at it. You know, with the you know solid uh, top to bottom. Uh, who's going to be the closer? I mean, uh, Brad Han. Uh, do you put him in elite closer category? Is he one of these guys that uh, you know you don't worry about him losing his job? You know for the most part? Well, I mean, even if you were worried, there's really no one to take his job. And Andrew Miller's not there anymore. 
You know, so there's no mm-hmm. one to take his job. I'm not really worried about Hand. I don't think I'd put him in elite because I need to see him do it over a full season first before I put him in elite. But he's the top of that second tier. I have no problem with Brad Hand. If I can get Brad Hand as my second closer, it means I'm doing very well. It probably also means I spent two very early picks on closers, but uh, I would have no problem mm-hmm. with Hand as my closer. There you go. All right. So what do you think about this uh, 91 number for the over-under wins? Uh, what do you think? I mean, I think it, I think it could go slightly under. But, I mean, then I then I think – I mean, I could see them winning like 89 games. But then I, I look at that starting pitching staff and uh, eh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they can hit it. What do you think, George? I think that's an accurate number. I do. So I think it's pretty much right on here. Uh, the offense does worry me somewhat. You know, do they have enough to win all these games? The division, Tigers are bad. Kansas City's bad. Chicago's getting better, but they're not there yet. Uh, and then the Minnesota Twins, where they can compete somewhat. I think Twins will compete for this division title until about August, and then they'll fall off. That's when the starting pitch will mm-hmm. catch up with them, or lack of starting pitching will catch up with them, which is really why I keep saying it. I wish they would uh, make a maybe make a run at Keuchel. Uh, Kimber will certainly help that bullpen as well. So, uh I do like the Cleveland Indians here. I think they win with division here. 91, I think, is right on the number. Yeah, it's very close. I mean, yes. I'm, obviously, I'm, I'm, obviously I'm not going to bet it because I'm not sure. I don't feel strongly about it. But if I had to, oh, fine, give me the over. But uh, I don't feel strongly about it whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, with, I'm with you on that in terms of it being kind of like an accurate number. Like, like I said before, I mean, you can see them winning 89 I could also see them winning 92, but uh, you know, just that 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 starting pitching staff is uh, is going to keep them uh, as a team to be reckoned with in that AL Central and also the competition level as well. Uh, let's move on to the Minnesota Twins. Uh, the Minnesota Twins last season were 78 and 84. Uh, they've made uh, some additions to their team. Um, mostly from the offensive side, and their over-under win total number is 84. Uh, so let's see, they've added uh, Jonathan Scope at second base. They've added C.J. Crone, and they've added uh, Nelson Cruz. Uh, three boppers there, George. Well, they've added more than that. Uh, Marvin Gonzalez is now there. He can play all over the place. True. Uh, which I think is yeah. extremely valuable uh, to have somebody like that. The Twins are an interesting mm-hmm. team. Because they have so many players with upside. If they all hit the upside, my God. And you imagine Kron could he could be a thirty home run guy if he plays every day. He won't, but he could be. You know, Scope, I like Scope a lot. You know, I don't know what happened last year with him in Milwaukee, why he performed so poorly, but he is another guy. He hit 25 home runs. Uh, I mentioned Marvin Gonzalez, how well he can play there. You mentioned Nelson Cruz, could easily be a 30 home run guy there. Is this the year that Byron Buxton figures it out? Max Kepler, same thing. If they all hit, my God, this could be a really good team, a really good offensive team. They could. I don't know. Listen, they're not all going to figure it out. We know that. You know, there'll be some bumps and, bro, you know, there'll be some, there'll be some problems here. They were, they always are, but I like this. The overall makeup of this team, I like. I think it's interesting here. Uh, I do think they're going to have some interesting or difficult roster decisions. Because you mentioned Corona for first base. Well, you also got Tyler Austin there. You got Lucas Duda there. They're not going to keep all three. Someone's going to be sent mm-hmm. bye-bye. And you, it's not like you have a DH to rely back on because Nelson Cruz, that's your full-time DH. So right. uh, I wonder what they're going to do here. Who goes, who goes away? You know, I sort of want, uh, could be two guys going away. Because you could easily say, you know what, Gonzalez can back up first base behind Cron. We'll send Austin and Duder out. 
So I, I, I wonder what they're going to do as far as this roster crunch is concerned here. But I like the overall makeup of this offense. I just, like I said, I, every player we we can name the entire, almost the entire team as far as what. Well, okay, this guy could, this guy could, this guy could. If they all come through, right. it'll be dynamic. But odds it'll be half come through, right. half don't. Absolutely, uh, Miguel Sano is going to be missing some time uh, for the Twins. Uh, you know who else I find very interesting on this team? Uh, maybe he's more entertaining. Um, is uh, this Williams Estudio? Uh, I mean, look, you look at what this guy can do. He's an eligible catcher, uh, third base, could play second base. He pitched last year. When you look at this guy's numbers, uh, batting average-wise, the guy could hit. You know, uh, just a question of uh, whether or not he could get some at bat enough at bats to make him fantasy relevant. But uh, you know, in a way, if you're if you're in a a, a deep two catcher league, you know, uh, he might be somebody that you might uh, put on your team. Uh, looks like a, a Sano is going to be out until at least May. Uh, had some uh, surgery on his uh, lower right Achilles, so maybe uh, you know that uh, could get some. Uh, has to do some at bats at third base, but then you like you mentioned, you got Gonzalez who, who could play third as well, could play all over the place. So, uh, has to do an interesting kind of guy. He's extremely interesting. Now, once again, you're absolutely right. He can hit, and he can he qualifies mm-hmm. a catcher. This is what makes him interesting. Uh, at bats, yeah. it's going to be tough because he's not going to get he's not going to get many at bats as the catcher because he's not a very good catcher. You know, his defense has some mm-hmm. issues there, but the man can hit. He's built like a catcher, 5'9", yes. 225. My God. Uh, so he's certainly <laughs> built like a catcher. Uh, the snow injury does open up third base as a possibility. But once again, mm-hmm. you look at things. When everyone's healthy, all right, you, you expect Cron or Ross to play first base. Scope second, Polanco short. Well, the outfield Kepler, Buxton, Rosario, guess who's playing third? That's Marvin Gonzalez. You know, that... Mm-hmm. I just don't see where I don't know where the playing time's coming from. He's not going to DH obviously Nelson Cruz, so he's going to need at least one injury really to get in there. I don't know if he'll give you enough at bats. What I'm saying for in a two catcher league, I have no problem with him as the second catcher, because I'll tell you right now in a two catcher league, I don't care about my second catcher. I don't care if he doesn't play. All right, I want to I, I want to protect my ratios here, my average. I don't want my second catcher killing my average. So if the guy's not playing much, I'm okay with that. Asadil is perfect for that because when he does play, he won't hurt my average and only add some home runs as the second catcher. The problem is what I'm seeing, especially this week. I did a couple of drafts. He's being drafted as a catcher one. He's not a sleeper anymore. Mm-hmm. People are talking about him. We're talking about him. I know I put right. his. I think I put his name out there on Twitter yesterday, you know that he could be someone to to pick up there. So people are talking about him now. And now he's big, uh, if he's going to be drafted as a catcher one, that's a problem because I don't think going to get enough at bats out of him as for a catcher one. But then again, if you're someone like mm-hmm. me who hates catchers and tends to wait forever to draft one, there's some upside there. Mm-hmm. Maybe you get lucky. Maybe you get lucky, and he does get the full time job, or he gets a uh, 400 at bats. I would take 400 at bats from him if you can possibly get that. But right now, Joe, I just don't see. Where those at bats are coming from, unless they're going to catch him right. half, you know, half the week, and I don't think they are right now. That could obviously change because uh, Jason Castro is their starter, and right now Mitch Garver technically the backup. They could send Garver out and have Estadio be the backup, and that's a nice lefty uh, righty combo there because Castro bats yeah, lefty, yeah. which means he played much. He played most of the time anyway against the right-handed pitchers, and Estadio goes against the left-handed pitchers, which is maybe one, two days a week at most. And if he can get one day, mm-hmm. th- another day at third base or whatever it might be, oh, that that's interesting now. 
But I think we're you're sort of hoping for playing time here. I at another position, Joe. I wouldn't even talk about this. It wouldn't be worth it. But at catcher, right. I think it right. is because I hate I hate them anyway. Yeah, yeah. It just uh, goes to show, you know, how uh, difficult it is to fill that 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 catcher spot. So we got uh, less than a minute left. When we come back, uh, we can even just start it now. When you, when you look at Byron Buxton, uh, you know, his glove. And his pedigree as a top prospect is going to uh, entice the Twins uh, to keep his uh, bat in the lineup. But uh, he's having a big spring, four home runs, uh, uh, 423 batting average and 26 at-bats. Yeah, bad, bad season last year. Migraines, broke his toe, hurt his hand when he went to rehab assignment. Ended up batting 156. What could we expect from him this season? George, when we come back, we'll talk a little Byron Buxton on Fantasy Sports Today. NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Welcome back to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Sports Today, Joe Galena and George Kurtz filling in for Dan Stratford and Mike Blewett. We got producer extraordinaire, the Fantasy Prince, Sean Angle, and uh, Fantasy Baseball reigns supreme today on the network want you to swing for the fences this daily fantasy baseball season with dailyroto.com if you are playing mlb dfs on DraftKings or FanDuel, daily roto will help you hit your first home run as the 2019 mlb daily roto premium package is now live lineup alerts and weather updates they've got you covered fantasy projections they have you covered. Lineup optimizers to compete with the pros? Yeah, they have you covered there too. Save 10% on winning MLB DFS advice with an early bird special using promo code FNTSY. That's the 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package at DailyRoto.com. Use promo code FNTSY and get your 10% early bird discount today. Can't wait to play some... Uh, Fantasy baseball DFS there, George. Absolutely, It'd be fun to uh, be setting lineups again. Uh, for me, getting those starting figure the starting pitchers, man. It's always how I approach my DFS lineup: starting pitcher first. I like to get my W, mm-hmm. and then uh, work work out from there. Uh, I would think they're going to have some uh, DFS lineups uh, for the uh, the two games this week. No. I would assume. I don't know if I'll play those. Mm-hmm. I honestly don't. Because uh, then uh, now, now I, might, I might be forced to wake up then. And I don't know if I want to do that. <laughs> but uh, I, I don't expect to be playing uh, for the two uh, Japan games. I think I can wait the extra week. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so uh, as we headed out to commercial last uh, segment, uh, we uh, were talking about 
the Minnesota Twins. And uh, we left off uh, talking about uh, Byron Buxton and uh, what we could expect from him. By the way, uh, at the 11 o'clock hour, we've got uh, Chris Mitchell of Fantrax.com and RotoExperts.com, a host of uh, the uh, Mitch Dog Unleashed podcast on Fantrax. He's going to be talking some fantasy baseball with us at the top of the hour. But, uh, George, what do you think about uh, Byron Buxton and uh, this uh, hot spring that he has? Uh, can Do you believe it? I mean, I mean, given 500 at-bats, what do you think his floor would be? Is it the, the 15 home runs, uh, 20 stolen bases? Uh, listen, I think when it comes to the Bucks, it's this. All right, if you're drafting him. Now, if you were drafting in her, uh, late February, early March, uh, he was going much higher because uh, he was hitting like nine home runs a game and he was playing very well. He's cooled off some since then. But I think it, it comes down to me. If I'm drafting Bucks, and I'm not afraid to draft him, by the way, draft him for stolen bases. Anything else you get, gravy. All right, draft him for your stolen base. We all need stolen bases. I just uh, reading what the tout was happening today. It's an AL only league, but Malik Smith went for $25. Think about that. Mm-hmm. All right. Once again, that's an AL only league. He wouldn't go. He wouldn't go for that much in a mixed. But it lets you know st- how valuable stolen bases are. That people are, will mm-hmm. pay for it. So if you're drafting Buxton, that's what you're drafting for. Okay. Now Buxton, listen. He's having a good spring. Batting 400, four home runs. I imagine most of those home runs came early. Uh, he's striking out a lot. Okay. So well, that's going to be an issue. But I don't care. I said I'm drafting him for stolen bases. You said 500 at bats. Okay, I got to assume he gets 500 bats, 40 stolen bases are coming. At least that's what he has to do. Hmm. My question is, be, mm-hmm. will be average. That's the worry. Yep. You know, average. Uh, he's hitting 400. He's not, obviously, he's not hitting 400. I don't think he's going to hit 300. But I need, uh, I can't have him bat 230. That's crazy for someone like him. You have to put the ball on the ground, use your speed. All right, your OPS, I mean, uh, I'm sorry, your OBP has to be over 370. It just has to be for your type of player. And that, that's my biggest issue. Take your walks. You know, work the strikes on that sort of thing. So for where he's been, like I said, in the latest mocks, he's going later now, probably where he should be. So he's a player I feel much more comfortable grabbing now as my third outfielder, fourth mm-hmm. outfielder for my stolen bases. Once again, that's why I'm drafting him, Joe. Stolen bases. I think if you're looking for anything right. else out of him, if you want 15 home runs, you're probably asking too much. For what we've seen of him over the past couple of years, I just steal me some bases. I'll take 500 at-bats, and I'll take everything that comes along with it. I understand when I'm drafting him, I probably do need to make up some average. I don't know for sure, but if I'm when I, mm-hmm. I do my little penciling in of each guy so I know what the, whether I'm over or under, I'm just writing it down a strict 250. All right, and If I can get him above that, that's great. Below that, well, I'm not surprised. But I know i got to make up his average somewhere with somebody else. But I want the stolen bases. That's what I'm drafting him for. So I have to make that adjustment in my where I'm going to draft him. I'm not drafting him before round... Really, ugh, 12 team league, double digits is really what I'd like to get them. As my outfielder three, outfielder right. four, and work from there. If someone's going to take him round seven because they believe he's going to bat 280 this year and hit 15 home runs and steal 60 bases, fine. Uh, they're, they're paying for it. There's nothing I can do for it about that. They're paying a round seven price. I'm not going to pay that price. I want him in double digits, but I do want those stolen bases, so I will take him. Yeah, and uh, I. Agree with everything you said. Batting average uh, could be an issue. I mean, when you look at this guy, he really has had uh, issues hitting the curve. A 188 batting average against lifetime in the majors uh, against the curveball. So uh, definitely needs to improve on that. So um, uh, another guy that we've spoken about in previous shows, uh, uh, 
Jorge Polanco, penciled in at shortstop, a uh, guy that could help you on average, hit uh, 15 home runs, 15 stolen bases. Uh, got a couple of nice uh, corner outfielders. Eddie Rosario, another guy that uh, has you know moderate power, like lower 20 home run uh, totals. Uh, maybe he could pump that up a little bit and uh, hits for average. You know, uh, upwards of you know, 10 steals, maybe seven, eight, nine, whatever. And uh, Max Kepler, uh, you know, if he could uh, come on, I mean, this this whole offense, uh, it's, it's an interesting one. It's an interesting one to watch. But uh, moving on to their uh, their, their pitching, uh, you wonder what happens after Jose Barrios. I mean, uh, um, he showed overall improvement last year, faded down the stretch uh, from July 29th on. Uh, last year, 4.66 ERA, 3.48 ERA up to that point. Uh, much better home numbers, uh, 3.03 ERA and 0.972 WHIP, as opposed to his away numbers, away uh, 4.85, 1.35 WHIP. So, uh, what do we think about Barrio? I mean, he's a, you know, it's a guy that has shown improvement and uh, was a, a, a top prospect. Yeah, I mean. He's a solid pitcher. I've, people are higher on him than I am. Once again, uh, when we talk about the Twins, I mean, boy, uh, I like. Listen, I like the offense. They have so many upside players. Like some of them will hit there. You just went over all of them. The pitching staff, however, is there anybody with upside? Uh, it's the entire staff, by the way. The bullpen's kind of ugly mm-hmm. too. I mean, Berrios, Gibson, Odorizzi, Pineda, Martin Perez, Edelberto <laughs> Mejia. I mean, wow. Wow, all the hope. When you, I get excited when looking at their offense. Like, wow, it's gonna be fun. And then you're like, oh my god, this is why they're not gonna win. And it is. It's why they're not going to win because you're not gonna get any kind of consistency out of any of these other than I think Barrios will be by far the most consistent. Everyone after that is like, oh boy, you know, it's kind of ugly here. Uh, Barrios. I know some people are drafting him as an SP2, SP3. I would have him a tier low, SP3, SP4, but he'll go before I have to worry about him. And that, I don't want anybody else. Not a 12-team league. You know, Gibson, Odorizzi, Pineda, no. These are, these are all streamer guys. You know, during, during the year, okay, well, I got Odorizzi today against the Seattle Mariners. Okay, I'll throw him in today. Yeah, he's on the waiver wire. I'll throw him in for a game. You know, and then get rid of him right after. Pineda, I think probably we won't see the best of him. And listen, I, I wish nothing but the best from Pineda, former Yankee, but he probably needs another... Oh, maybe mid-season he'll figure it out. If not, maybe it's next year. Mm-hmm. Martin Perez failed in Texas, which I, I get it. It's Texas. The ball flies out. Tough for anybody. But I don't know if things get all that much better for him in Minnesota. Uh, Jake Odorizzi is what you're pretty much your definition of your average starting pitcher. You know, Ugh. Gibson, pretty much the same thing. So there's, there's just no upside here for me, Joe. No upside. Like I said, Berrios will get drafted. Mm. Uh, Gibson might be drafted late as well. But after Berrios, these are all streamer guys for me. Nobody I want on my team full-time. Yeah, been been some buzz about uh, Michael Pineda, uh, but uh, I agree with you. It's gonna it might take him a little bit longer to, uh, you know, stretch out it uh, where he can become uh, someone that uh, could uh, be a major contributor to the starting rotation. And uh, you kind of uh, intimated it earlier in the show. Uh, why aren't the Twins in on uh, a Dallas Keuchel more or a Gio Gonzalez? Well, both, <laughs> you know. Uh, but uh, who's going to be the closer on this team? Is it? You really can look at you know that when you that definitely uh, need some help in that starting rotation. Uh, what about uh, for uh, their uh, bullpen? Is Trevor May uh, the the closer on this team? Uh, I, I kind of like Taylor Rogers as one of those guys uh, that uh, we would talk about the Adovinos, you know the guys that you know uh, 
that can help you in, in certain categories and may eventually become a closer. What do you think of uh, is it is Trevor May the guy for now? I think he's the guy for now. He goes in the third that that's close a three category, which means good luck. Mm-hmm. You know, he could really lose yeah. that job at any time. I mean, tra- Trevor May, Blake Parker, you mentioned Rogers, Addison Reed is there too. So uh, I think mm-hmm. May, as of right now, starts the season as the closer, but the leash is short. You know, it is short, and it wouldn't shock me if he loses it pretty much at any time here. And Taylor Rogers, let's face it, he's a left-hander, the only left-hander in the bullpen right now. He could easily be the guy if they don't use him the first eight innings, and his two left-handers coming up in the ninth, he closes. You know, that, could, that could easily work out as well. But generally, in my mind, when there's only one left-hander in the bullpen, they'll probably need him earlier. So that's the issue there. You know, they'll leave him in the seventh inning when the left hand has come up or the eighth inning, whatever uh, it might be. So that's why I lean away from him, even though you can make the argument he's the best reliever in the bullpen. But uh, it's a mess. Mm-hmm. May, Parker, Rogers, Reed, too much going on there. But, yeah, May is that guy. But he's you're not spending anything but a late pick on him. So what do you think about the over-under for the uh, Twins? Uh, they're over-under pretty generous. 84. Last year, they were 78 and 84. Do you think they've made enough improvements to this team where they could get to 84? Can they uh, uh, get past the uh, what we perceive to be a weak starting rotation? Listen, it's not perceived. That, that is a weak starting rotation. Can the hitting outdo <laughs> it? You know, I don't, listen, I don't think the rotation is terrible where it's going to get you know give up nine mm-hmm. runs a game, but it's certainly not someone that's going to keep teams down with two, three runs a game there. And playing in Minnesota probably helps in the cold weather in April. You know, teams can't really hit. Nobody likes the bat when it's cold. You know, uh, mm-hmm. you get those bees when you hit the ball at the end of the bat or off the handle. So it's certainly not comfortable here. Uh, I'm leaning under here. I just am. I like the offense. I hate the pitching. Uh, and generally, mm-hmm. offense can only cover so much here. I'll take the under. Yeah, I could see them going 80 and 82. You know, unless they make some wholesale, you know, some significant wholesale changes or as significant as they can at this stage of uh, the preseason, uh, that starting rotation. So uh, I think the under is a pretty good bet. Uh, should we take a look at the uh, Tigers in the in the uh, time we have remaining before commercial? The Tigers were 64 and 98. Shouldn't, certainly shouldn't take much time. Should it? Yeah, <laughs> uh, 69 is the over-under in that team uh, f- for this season. Uh, you look at uh, the uh, Tigers this year, and uh, the first thing that tells me what we're looking for this season is uh, Jordan Zimmerman is uh, looking like their number one starting pitcher. <laughs> so that tells you something. <laughs> yeah, and it's not something good. Uh, right. Listen, well, they, uh, they sort of shut down Fulmer. Right, they're uh, mm-hmm. not because of injury, but because of mechanical issues. They believe that's why he's lost some velocity off his fastball. He's having mechanical problems here. Yesterday, he threw a bullpen session without his knee brace, and see if that's the issue. So we'll see. Uh, hopefully, it is. But uh, listen, this is a team that is the definition of rebuild. I'll take the under, by the way. Sixty-nine. Mm-hmm. I'll take that under uh, easily. <laughs> look at look at look at this. I mean, could your normal fan? I don't know if I could have named you three, four players in the – well, I could name at least three. So I probably could have. But could your normal mm-hmm. fan name you – name me two players other than Cabrera and Castellanos. I mean, it's Grayson Griner, Nico Goodrum, Josh Harris. Okay, if you remember, he, uh, he signed there. Heimer Condelario, Jordy Mercer, Christian Stewart, Jacoby Jones, and Castellanos. These are your guys who are starting. This is your starting lineup. I mean, wow. Good, good luck here, man. 
Good luck hitting here. This is where this is you get uh, for teams that get good. Might your pitching staff struggling? Oh, go face Detroit. They'll fix it for you. As a matter of fact, you mentioned Castellanos. He's he. I love Castellanos as uh, one of uh, you know top uh, five, top three on my team, on my fantasy team uh, outfielders. I think he's uh, really coming into his own. Uh, a lot of good power will hit for average. I think uh, they finally figured out that he's an outfielder. Is uh, not a very good defensive player, but definitely could hit. Somebody better. Because, like I said, this, this looks kind of ugly here. I mean, this is not a good, easy ballpark to hit in either here. Oh, and this, this is a bad team. This is a bad, once again, bad team all around. And another, this, the, the Tigers know this, by the way. They've already said they're building with 2022. Right? They were, the GM's already come out and said they're not spending money until then. So they, they know they're a bad team. But this is also a team that is, if it's not nailed down, they'll trade it. They'll trade it. So Zimmerman, if he's pitching well, could find his way on a new team. Uh, he's certainly not part of the long-term future there. Uh, Castellanos, we've heard his name mentioned quite a bit. I think he could be yeah. dealt eventually well, to a team. He asked to be traded, yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine why. Why would you want to play in Detroit? <laughs> this Miguel Cabrera bad, bad, having a nice bad. spring, huh? How much are they paying him this year, Miguel Cabrera? Yeah, well, a lot of money. they're paying him for a long time, too. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I mean, Cabrera, thirty-two he million hitting, well, he looked, in twenty twenty-three. Oh God, what a, hor- a horrific <laughs> contract! That that now, but Pujols, the Yankees think they have a bear with Jacoby Ellsbury. At least uh, they're out of that in two years. Uh, I hope. Mm-hmm. Listen, I hope Cabrera goes back to being the Cabrera he used to be. I do. Uh, I I think he'll hit, but the problem is I don't think he'll play one hundred and sixty games. You know, he's already mm-hmm. not in the greatest of shape. Never had, really has been here, and I think he'll break down again. And you do wonder. Last year, I noticed before he got hurt, he had warning track power. Man, the ball looked good coming off the bat, and then it would die at the track. And that's usually a sign mm-hmm. of old age. Or, you know, when you're quite getting up there, you don't have that, you know, that quite that same pop where the ball, tra- you know, where the ball flies off the bat or comes off the bat a different way here. See, so wonder if Gerald Cabrera is in that range now. But either way, I, I just don't think it matters. Cabrera, you want to take him late as a corner infielder? No issue with it. Castellanos yeah. is the only guy yeah. on offense here I'm remotely interested in. He's still an outfielder three. Hey, uh, pitching, I was joking about Jordan Zimmerman. You, you look at what he's done so far this spring. 14 Ks in nine innings, one walk. Interesting. Seems to have figured it out again. Christian Stewart. Yeah, yeah. Christian Stewart, somebody to, to look at also on this team. All right, when we come back. Yeah, I don't believe in him, though. Yeah. We'll be back with more fantasy sports today. Chris Mitchell coming up.